Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Uh, we are so excited to be back here with you today with another fantastic topic, uh, one that you can apply to your own life, your own coaching business, and that you can share with your clients. So this is this is going to be a fun one. Before we jump into today's topic, though, just want to remind you that we would love to connect with you in our Facebook group over at New Money Habits Financial Coaches free to join. And we have been seeing just some amazing people jump in there. So we'd love for you to be that as well. Also, if you wouldn't mind just taking a minute to leave that rating and review for us, we always appreciate that. It's always good to know what you are gaining from this and what you hope to gain in the future. So thank you for that feedback. Cody, we're going to talk today about a really, really powerful word, one that I think we're all kind of born with, and I can tell you that my four-year-old, like literally just turned four, has known this word for a really long time. Can you guess the word? <laughs> I mean, my four-year-old says a lot of things, so it's a, it's a mm. big guess, but but this is a really short word. Any guesses? No, I don't think I can. No? You have no idea what that is? I don't know. <laughs> Well, the answer is no. And no. she likes to tell it to me on a regular basis. <laughs> so, yes, we are going to talk today about the word no, because it is a complete sentence, even though it might feel rude sometimes to say that as a complete sentence. Um, but I want to I just think it's one of those things where. If you say it not in a rude way, it actually is a very powerful word and it can help relieve a lot of time for you. It can help set some amazing boundaries in your personal life with your, whether it's your spouse, your children. I mean, hello, we just talked about four-year-olds. It's important for us to say those words to her too. Uh, but also with extended family members, that's going to be really important. It's important to be able to say no to potential clients. It's important to allow our clients to know when that word is useful when it comes to, you know, maybe making decisions about their finances, etc. So there's lots of different applications that we can use today. And I think we're probably just going to scratch the surface, but I think it'll be a fun uh, discussion. So when have you had to use the word no in the last week and a half, Cody? <clears throat> All the time. <laughs> she, he's like, I just used it five times answering your question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when was a, when was one that you think the word no felt like it actually had a positive ripple effect in your life? Yeah. Um, well, what I will say is that that word, um, it's actually one of my most favorite words, mm. uh, because in the past, I've had issues with saying yes to too many things um, and not setting good boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, but over this last year in particular, I've gotten really good at saying no in mm -hmm. that and doing it in a, in a positive way, you know. Um, and it's just it's allowed so many good things to to come into my life. But. Um, if I, if I'm trying to think of one recently that I had to say no to was that I have been working with a client for quite some time 
um, and it's a married couple. And, you know, at first when they hopped in, they were doing pretty well, but they have a lot of like issues with their relationship. Mm-hmm. And we tried to work through those. And, you know, while we're on the call, things went well, but then, you know, as the months passed, they just slowly stopped following through mm-hmm. on things, um, both of them. And it got to a point to where I, I called them and I was like, hey, what are we doing here? Right. Um, and I like had like a big conversation with them about it. And, um, you know, basically at the end of that call, they were basically saying like, hey, like we do still want to do this because it has helped us, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, we need to like actually follow through on things, blah, 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 right? So we got our next schedule or our next uh, meeting scheduled and they no called, no showed. Hmm. And uh, the reason for that was because they were out of town and, you know, they just lost track of time or whatever. But I said, hey, like we had a big conversation about this for like 45 minutes (laughs) over the phone. And I'm just going to have to say we're not going to continue. And you know what? That made me feel really, really good because it took a lot of like just mental bandwidth off my shoulders. Yep. Um, But also... The day after that conversation happened, the husband texted me and he said, Hey, I know that this didn't turn out the way that I, that we wanted it to, but I really appreciate you, you ending things because it was a pretty big wake up call to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to try my best to like make things right moving forward as best as I can, uh, with my wife and, and all that kind of jazz and, you know, Hopefully the door will still be open at some point in the future when the time is right. And I said, yeah, man, like when you guys are ready to like, you know, work things through and and take things seriously again, like you had before, which I know you're capable of, Mm -hmm. let me know. Right. Um, And that's how it ended. So like the power of no actually like was a wake up call for that guy. Which yep, was awesome. So it was powerful for you and for him and ultimately right. for her as well, because it will probably change how he relates to her and, and how all that relate, how they together relate to money. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really, really great example. Thank you for sharing that, even though I totally put you on the spot with that. You did. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but, that's what makes this so fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, you know, just a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. We are in the middle of the first month of our book study and it's not too late to join. So if you are listening to this and you are interested in joining that book study, we highly encourage you to do that. It's just part of our coaches plus membership. So we encourage that. Uh, But one of the books that we're reading is eat that frog. And within that book, he actually talks about the nose. And so I wanted to just bring up some of the things that he says, you know, you can say no this way, this way, this way, and this way. And I think if we practice some of that, it will actually not feel so rude. In fact, the first thing he says is say it politely. <laughs> so we, you know, it, it, we, there's this recognition of it can feel kind of rude, um, but no, we can be polite when we say that. We want to say it clearly. It sounds like a one word sentence because it is but a lot of people don't like hearing it. 
And so if we say no, but, or no, and, and we just start to, you know, muck it up a little bit, it will be difficult for somebody to understand what it is we're saying. So do say it clearly. Uh, we also want to be able to say it regularly. That makes sense. You know, if, if we're, if we're yes people all the time, we're not going to be able to keep our own stuff in order. We want to say it graciously, but firmly to people who need to hear it. So this is a really great example of um, what Cody just mentioned. He said it firmly and he also said it graciously to them. You know, he wasn't just like, hey, you all didn't do what you're going to do. And so you're out. You know, it was a very gracious uh, and yet firm way for him to say that. And then the other way to say <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to put that into the edit. Sorry about that. I'll just pick up right where we were. Can you, did you note the times? I did. Thank you. Appreciate that. No, she can't come in. Keep her out there. Okay. We might have to note another time now. All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last thing that we want to be able to do is to say it early and often. And for me, I think this is one of the, the biggest things when it comes to setting boundaries with individuals, whether it's with our clients or with our family members or spouses or our children. We need to make sure that we are saying it early enough so that they know the expectation of that and that we say it often enough where it becomes predictable for them. They're going to start to understand, okay, this is acceptable and this thing over here is not acceptable. So, uh, so what do you think about that list? Um, I think that all of those points are very, very important. And I think that if you, if you were to say no with all of those different qualities in mind, you know, so like mm -hmm. lightly, clearly, reg regularly, graciously, but firm, often, early, I think that if you were to take all of those and you put those together, uh, it's extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, for a few reasons, like one, it, it does set that healthy boundary, right? Like for yourself and the person that you're communicating with. Uh, yeah. but two, it also puts you into a place of like, like authority. Um, mm -hmm. not to say that like, you know, you need to like, you know, be an, an authority figure or like, you know, own some, something or whatever it might be. But like, you know, you're the expert. Mm -hmm. People come to you for help. And, you know, you're, you're the expert. So you need to have that sense of authority. Uh, mm -hmm. You can't allow someone to run your calls. You can't allow someone to 
to, you know, run your meetings or whatever, like you need to be the authority figure there. Um, and saying no with all those, uh, in, in place definitely does that. And I think that it's also very, very possible to do all of those qualities at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you, you could say no one time to someone and encapsulate all of these with one no, mm -hmm. which is extremely powerful because, you know, you actually get through to people that way and people will respect you um, a lot more. Uh, and yeah. I think that the reason being is because you respect yourself. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I want to add one thing to this list that this author did not add. And that is to let your no mean no. Like, actually let it mean no. And the amazing example that you brought up at the beginning is a great indicator that your no was no. You didn't fall into the trap of, well, I could really use this extra income <laughs> that this couple would bring to the table for me. That would have absolutely undermined your authority with them. It would have made your original no seem really kind of weak because if you're like, well, no, unless I actually need the actual income, you know, that, that becomes a lot less impactful. And so when you say no, and this is one of those things that I have to tell myself over and over and over with my young children, and it's because they wear on you. On me, they, they wear on me. I mean, my children do. don't wear on you, but maybe yours will wear on you. Um, and they know it. Like they know that if I just ask the same question four hundred times, my mom will say no three hundred and ninety nine of those times. But eventually, she's going to be like, "Oh my gosh, just do what is it? What it is you want to do?" Right? That is just classical conditioning for our children. <laughs> which basically is like Pavlov's dog, right? Um, and, and they know, okay, all I need to do is ask over and over and over and over, and eventually she'll say yes. Unless I start to say, my no means no. It does not mean try harder. It does not mean ask more often. It literally means no. And sometimes, I'll be, I'll be honest, sometimes I struggle with uh, like setting that up for my children later on, like to be salespeople. Like they actually have some amazing salespeople qualities, which is hilarious because they're like, you know, very, very young. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't really don't want to drive that out of them, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but at the same time, I need to establish that authority over them. And so it is important that when I say no, it really does mean no. And it, that could mean no for right now. It doesn't have to be known forever. That's another thing that it, it's kind of like that give and take, um, you know, if somebody wants to get something but they don't need it yet or don't want it yet, that's okay. And actually, that's probably a pretty good transition to the idea of how can our clients use this concept? Um, how can we teach this to our clients is really what I'm trying to go with. In a session where you're talking about financial means and, and what you're doing in the budgeting and all of that, what are some of your thoughts on that, Cody? How can we use this for our clients? Like in regards to having your uh, our clients... Uh, be able to say no yes, to certain things exactly. in their own lives. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that that's like, you know, maybe you're trying to help them um, break a certain spending habit or, um, or even, uh, you know, break a habit of not spending. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've had to help people with uh, is mm -hmm. that they're so closed fist that they, aren't enjoying their money. Yeah, um, there's that. Yeah. But I think that, you know, helping your clients work through this. No, 
is really, really important, especially if it's going to be, um, you know, someone who is maybe like, uh, you know, married where there's two, two people mm-hmm. or, you know, someone who, um, you know, has like poor boundary issues with like maybe their friends, like maybe like they're very social people um, and their friends love to go out every single night and that's how they they uh, interact, like, you know, but finding different ways to interact that aren't going to completely derail uh, their finances or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I think it really does come down to boundaries, right? And mm-hmm. And like being able to say no in a way that encapsulates all those qualities, you know, politely, graciously, but firm, like all those different types of things, um, but also saying no to themselves and feeling okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think that uh, the word no, especially with people's finances, is that they, they say no and they feel as if it's restrictive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and a depriving. big, yeah, I think that's like a really big turnoff for a lot of people as to like why they don't like budgeting or, you know, stuff like that because they see it as very restrictive. But if you can help them understand that that discipline and, you know, being able to say no is actually one of like the pure, purest forms of showing yourself that you love yourself, then that's huge. Because I want you to really think about that. Like, how, how else more can you say, hey, I really love and care about myself other than discipline? You know, if you're, if you're talking about your health, like, yeah, you want the pizza and ice cream and beer every night, right? But if you do that every single night, you're going to end up unhappy. You're going to feel like crap. Um, and it's not going to be good for you. But saying no to those things will actually end up working out better for you in the long run. And you had to say no to those things through discipline. Not saying you can never have pizza, ice cream, and beer, but just being able to say no enough to where it actually starts to shift, right? Yes. And I, and I think that it goes to the same thing with your finances too. It's like, hey, like we're not saying that you can never do these things, but it's having the discipline and the amount of love for yourself that actually like brings that through and allows it to shine through so that you can move forward and actually like live a life that you're happy with and proud of. Mm -hmm. I think a really easy way to back into that is to ask your client or yourself, what is it that you want to say yes to? Mm, Yeah. When they're able to define that, then they can see that, They're only saying no to these things over here so that they can say yes to the thing over on this side. That's going to be way more powerful for them than us telling them that they have to say no to these things. Even even if we talk about it in the very real um, context that you just mentioned about discipline and loving themselves and all of that, some people don't even know how to love themselves. They don't put themselves as priority and all that kind of thing. So I think just this, this small shift allows it to become theirs. It gives them ownership of the yes so that they can then take the ownership of the no that results from that desired yes. So I just wanted to put that out there. I think it's a, a really good way to back into that. Yeah, well, it's that's a really good point because it kind of goes back to our last episode when we were talking about the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, okay, like 
what do you want to say yes to and how is that going to affect things? And, and also like, what do you want to say no to and how is that going to affect things? Right. right. Um, so it's, it's a really, it's a really, really good rephrase in my opinion. I think it's really powerful. Awesome. <laughs> very, very good. Um, when it comes to our, our clients also, I think I'm going to give you an example of just in my personal life of when this came up, the, the implied yes, when we don't say no. So you'll see what I'm talking about in a second. Uh, so my husband has had a lot of car issues with his car and he has basically just wanted a new car. Like I, I know in, in his heart of hearts, that's what he's wanted. And so uh, my husband is a fantastic man and he is a solution finder unless it's something that he wants and that he and I are not on the same page with. And so when it comes to something like that, I'll be like, oh, well, the car's doing this and this and this and this and this. And so, you know, so I think I need a new one, you know, like that. He'll just throw all those excuses out there. Well, for um, Black Friday, he had said that he wanted to go to the dealership and look at cars. And he kept hinting at all of this. And eventually he asked me, you know, well, well, will you come with me? And I said, no, I'm not going to come with you. And I think he thought I was kidding about that because I have gone to dealerships with him in the past. And I, I know what has always un unfolded, always. <laughs> it has basically been where either we are on the same page with something and we move forward with the purchase or we're not. And I'm not going to fight about it. And so it'll just happen. And I knew that that would be what happened this time. And so what I said to him was, I don't, I'm not on the same page with you with this. And I know that if I show up, it will be an implied yes. And I don't want you to hear the implied yes, because that's not, that's not really where I stand. And so until we get on that same page, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to show up and do this. And so I bring that example up and he, of course he was upset about that and we had to work through it and communicate through it. We do not have a new car. I found someone to help fix the one that we had. And it's not because I'm against getting a different car. It's because it's not in our plan right now. It's not the yes that we need. And so I just had to realize that with my relationship with him, if I showed up and just said, yeah, go ahead, sign the papers, or didn't say anything at all, that would be taken as, yes, she's still on board. So I bring it up because of the implied yes. Sometimes our no has to mean no, because without it, there's an implied yes. So just kind of keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a really good point. Um, and I think that it's also a pretty good example that sometimes, especially in marriages, uh, that people don't even realize that that's mm -hmm. what's actually happening, you know? And, and yeah. that's probably why it upset him is because mm -hmm. he's like, well, wait a second, where is this coming from? And how long right. have you felt this way? And, you know, now I feel bad and like all this kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But that goes back to the importance of saying things, saying no early often. and often. Right. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. So, you could learn something, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I think I have. And that's the whole point is that, you know, looking back at data from the past and seeing how our behavior has unfolded and what the ripple effect of that is, 
Don't just let that go by the wayside and continue to repeat that pattern over and over and over. Allow that information to help you shift how you go forward. Um, and so I think that just having the time to reflect on that really was important. And then I was able to communicate that to him. And now moving forward, it will be a lot easier. Uh, so that's just, you know... I'm constantly growing, and I know that people who are listening are also constantly growing, but I think sometimes we just forget that even though we're the experts, you know, we're, we, we have some really great expert qualities, we too should be always working on ourselves and recognizing some of these things. And then, dare I say, be vulnerable enough to share some of that with your clients because they're going to go oh, oh my gosh, yeah, I was at the dealership last year with my husband and that's exactly what happened, but they didn't have the foresight to see that or maybe they didn't have the reflection to look back and go, oh yeah, I, that that's what was going on. So if we are able to share some of that of our own volition, then they can, they can kind of learn vicariously through us. So it's okay to be vulnerable with your clients as well. Yeah, let me ask you this. When you said no to your husband in those regards, um, you know, after the discussion and all that went through, mm -hmm. uh, did he appreciate that you said no or, or was he like, not about it? <laughs> I'm so glad he doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> I, I think that he probably did, but would never say that out loud. Right. Not, not about that. Not yet. It's still kind of early. We're still only in January. So, right. so I'm not sure that he'll, he'll do that yet. Uh, but I really think that when he recognizes that doing that would have really impacted our cash flow and that ultimately that would have given him that more of that pressure to make sure that he's always bringing in more of the income, et cetera. I think he realizes in the end that it really is better for him. Uh, I think also one of the things I've learned, especially with my husband, many people I'm sure, is that there can't just be constant no's. There has to be something that they're looking forward to. And I think that's where that whole um, strategy of what do you want to say yes to comes in? Because I use that a lot with him. Like, you know, we're not saying no forever. We're saying yes to something else. Um, but I think sometimes it's, it's a personal thing to be able to put down that immediate gratification and really wait for that bigger thing that's around the corner, whether it's a thing or not. Um, but just that that bigger goal that you have, it, it can be very difficult to do that, especially if you are feeling like you're constantly depriving yourself of something. And yeah. so, um, yeah. Well, I, I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine mm -hmm. that if we were to take the car out of the picture, uh, that you saying no and actually like speaking from your heart, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, bringing him in as to how you're feeling and, and all those different types of things. I would imagine that he probably appreciated that, even if he yeah. hasn't said it yet, because mm -hmm. it does affect your relationship. Am I wrong or no? No, I think you're absolutely correct on that. Okay. And, you know, his, his personality in general is to not be super verbal about a lot of that stuff. Sure. Uh, so I see it more than I hear it with you know, sure. situations like that. Um, but I do think that there is a lot of truth in what you just said, for sure. Okay, okay. So I asked that question, and I'm glad that that's the case, um, because I think that it, it goes, it ties into um, the situation I brought up at the beginning of this of this uh, episode. 
of, you know, the example that I had when I told okay. someone no and, you know, the next day they reached out and said, hey, I appreciate that you told me no, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I think that there's a really, really big portion of the population that is just afraid to say no, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, because they don't want to upset people. They don't want to, you know put themselves out there like that. Um, maybe they don't have the courage to do that kind of thing. But what I have found, especially over this last year, because if you remember at the beginning of this episode, I said, hey, like this last year, I have said no way more often than any other time in my life. Um, but what I found is that by saying no, it has actually strengthened a lot of my relationships. Yeah. Like big time. So people actually like hearing and being told no maybe not initially in that very moment but as time goes on they recognize hey like i am actually happy that they said no because if they said yes and they were feeling a certain way or they wouldn't be able to show up in a certain way or they wouldn't be able to deliver in a certain way then i'd be even more upset mm -hmm. right so it saved me a lot of time it saved me a lot of uh headache a lot of heartache, all that kind of stuff. So I actually really appreciate that they said no, right? And I think that that's really important to to uh, bring up because that can be something that could hold people back is that, hey, like I'm just afraid to say no because I don't want to let people down. Right. You know, it's like people pleasing. Uh, but I have found that saying no actually lifts people up. Yes. Rather than, rather than putting them down. Yes, eventually it does. I do think that what you just said about having, um, especially lately, you see a large number of the population who are afraid to say no. I think one of the things that's happening is we're seeing that happen generationally. And so if the, if the parents, for example, are afraid to say no to their children, we are actually seeing generations of children who don't really hear no very often. And it's absolutely incredible to me how you would think that they that makes them feel free, right? That that they can just do whatever they want. But I think as especially as children, we crave that boundary. We crave that discipline because it makes us feel safer than than if we had no boundaries at all. Um, so what we're starting to see exactly what you said. Cody, that because we feel safer with those no's, people actually eventually are really glad they have them. But if they have been trained throughout their entire childhood to not hear it, if you are one of the first people who is introducing that concept in a real manner to them, just expect a little bit of pushback because, because that's, it's not something like you're going to be experiencing the inner four-year-old that I deal with right now. Right. Like, but, but no, I, I want this. And why are you telling me this? Because even though in their, the, the deepest parts of their soul, they actually want that boundary. They don't recognize that they want that yet. So you might have clients who, appear to be like toddlers when you're first starting to tell them this. Don't let that be something that discourages you. Just realize that what Cody is saying is absolutely true. Eventually it will make them feel more um, cared for. I was going to say loved, but outside of the context of the parent relationship, that might be a little, I might be pushing it, but they will definitely feel more cared for. They'll feel more safe around you and they'll actually appreciate that in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So say no. <laughs> no. No means no. 
Oh, this has actually been a really fun conversation. And you brought up uh, just that last part that you did uh, reminds me of a really, really great uh, case study that I think I'd like to share with our audience because there, and I don't want to get into it, but it's, it's definitely around that. So maybe sometime I'll be able to do that because man, it's, it's right in line with what you were just talking about. Yeah. So awesome. thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. So, alrighty, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, we always love spending time with you. Um, and don't be, don't, or don't forget to tune in next week as well. Uh, we got some, some pretty good stuff coming up in the pipeline for you guys that we're excited to share with you. Uh, and as always, like keep coaching, keep stepping into your confidence, keep stepping into that courage and don't be afraid to say no. Except when it comes to listening to this weekly. Say That's yes right. to that. Never say no to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap for us today, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.